Welcome to the Unapologetically Fueled podcast, where we talk nutrition, identity, performance, and the psychology behind it all. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. So this is part of my three ser- or three episode series on gut health, and I'm so excited to have such a special guest today, Sonia. If you want to introduce yourself. Hi, um, I'm Sonia Cambino. Uh, my Instagram is, well, my running Instagram is Sonia Speedy Vibes um, with a Z. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just kind of started that account uh, a little under a month ago and it's been really fun. It's been a bit of a journey the last few weeks, but I just, it's been a good way for me to share some of my um, struggles and knowledge in the past with running, fueling, gut health, stuff like that. And I want to continue to help spread the word of that stuff and, um, um, spread my faith and just all that kind of good stuff. And yeah. That's awesome. Also, I'm so sorry. I'm totally mispronounced your name. It's Sonia. Oh, it's okay. Literally everyone does. <laughs> Good to know. I've done that again before on a podcast and I'm like, oops, I should definitely ask pronunciation. No, it's okay. I've had teachers call me that for my entire life, <laughs> like for the entire year. It's not like, oh, it's, I feel that correct. And I'm like, oh. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, yes. Sonia's page is awesome. She posts amazing reels. Like girl, you're real editing. I'm like, <laughs> You started this page and like, I, your content is like premium. So it's so random too. Like, I just, I feel like I like have so many ideas like built up. Um, I made so many drafts over break. So prepared, there's some good stuff coming, some good content, um, that I'm really excited about. And like, while I'm at school and I might not have as much time, like I, I got like 20 reels, like in my drafts right now, ready to go. <laughs> Slay. Absolutely. That's what I do too. Like over break. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all these drafts. And then like you finally post them and you're like, oh, now it's like you're like hyper productive for a certain time and that's just like your page yeah, yeah. I can't. that's awesome um so what school do you go to and like what do you study and stuff oh yeah I should probably um, talk about that a little bit. uh yeah so I run cross country and track um and run out there for High Point University which is in North Carolina um and I'm studying exercise science um but I'm on a pre-PT pathway so that basically means that um, a lot of my coursework is um, all requirements for DPT school Um, and yeah I hope to do that in the future but um, yeah I'll probably get my bachelor's in around three years but I'm definitely gonna want to use that fourth year of eligibility so I'll probably just continue doing something at high point whatever that might be maybe like a dual major something with psychology or I might do something with business because I feel like that's helpful no matter where you are and if I want to I might want to start up my own PT place one day or just overall like health wellness facility um so I mean that'd be the dream and you can't really do that without business (laughs) no absolutely that's so cool oh my gosh so I think that's like right up your alley right runner and PT I just feel like all runners make the best PTs or like if they go into exercise fizz or anything so that's yeah awesome. yeah I've really been through it a lot and like I um I love having like connections with people and stuff like that too and actually just getting to like talk to people and kind of like be on like a team with somebody and um uplift them help them get better and I I've shadowed a bit before my senior year of high school so I really enjoyed that and I just it kind of clicked I was like yes yeah, this is what I want to do um I definitely have a lot of interest though and kind of like what you're doing with Got health research, um, anything, any sort of sciencey, athletic performance research, that kind of thing all interests me too. So at some point I'd like to get involved with that, but yeah, just taking a day at a time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Taking it a day at a time. No, that is so awesome. So do you think you want to like work with athletes someday as a PT or like, are you just kind of working with everybody? Cause like my cousin's a PT, she like works with like old people and she loves it. And like, That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really know quite yet. I definitely would um, love to work with athletes. Uh, When I shadowed, I kind of worked with a lot of different uh, sides of PT. There was, I specifically remember this one lady, she was a stroke patient. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy, like her, her story. And she'd been in PT for seven years, but she at the beginning, like she could not even uh, like move and they completely like she was she was so excited the one day when she came in because she was able to make biscotti again um little Italian grandma and it was the cutest thing just just little things like that like personal stories that I think are so cool that you, you get to be around those people and help them get better and 
get their lives back. So honestly, whatever, wherever that leads me, whatever um, track of PT, whatever that leads me to, I think as long as it's benefiting others and making people happy and spreading the goodness of God, I think it's the job for me, <laughs> whatever, whatever that leads me to. That is so beautiful. Like I, my heart just like smiled. I love that. <laughs> it's like, that's Thanks. so cool. Yeah. And that's like what it's all about is really just like finding what God is calling you to do in life and just like living that out. Because I feel like find like choosing what you want to do in life is so hard, especially because it's younger and younger when you have to decide now, like when you Mm -hmm. are 18, you have to choose a major in college and then like go on and like go to grad school and stuff and do whatever. And it's just like, it's so hard, but like, and there's so many options nowadays too, with like technology and social media and everything. And I just feel like that's honestly like the thing that helped me pick my career at was like relying on God's faith, like his plan for you and like listening to like what he's calling you to do. And I think like, I can like see your eyes light up when you're talking about this and it's just like, oh my gosh, she's totally like, yep, she's found her calling and like God is calling her to this and it's beautiful. So I just, yeah, I just think it's like such a hard thing and just like really relying on your faith and knowing like, okay, like how can I live out, like spread God's love through whatever I'm doing. So that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It's super important. And I mean, my heart goes out to anybody who um, just has no idea what they want to do yet or their interests and stuff like that. But I think it's all part of the plan of trying to find yourself, find what you're good at. Um, we're all given different gifts and learning how to use those gifts and figuring out what those are is a huge part of growing up and, um, whatever people are in their journey. Like I, I hope that they're able to find something they're passionate about because at the end of the day, if you're doing something that you're passionate about, you're gonna, you're gonna love what you're doing and you're going to be on the right track. Exactly. Exactly. Words of wisdom in like the first five minutes of the podcast. Guys. <laughs> yeah, we got off the phone. what people actually want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is awesome. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that is so cool. So you mentioned that you are a runner. Um, so how did you get into running? What's like your running journey story? Athlete story? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go very brief with this, but yeah, essentially, <laughs> honestly, back in elementary school, um. I was a soccer player and I still was, I was up until middle school, but I had just had a love for running. Like it was always just kind of something that I was like, Oh, I love the feeling of this. Like I love it was competitive. Like I got an older brother and younger sister. We're all super close in age. So after dinner, like we'd all have so much energy. My parents were like, just, just run around the, run around the house. So we just do laps and laps around my house for fun. Like I was like, set a timer. They didn't actually set a timer, but I thought they were. So <laughs> I was running my little heart out, but yeah. So eventually they, I like had begged them to put me in like five K's because there was no like track clubs and stuff around me that I really knew about or that my parents knew about so they just kind of let me explore running on my own which I think was really really healthy at that age and I would just randomly I'd like run around my neighborhood before school and stuff in fourth and fifth grade just for fun I'd like go say hi to the high schoolers at the bus stop at 7 a.m. <laughs> say hi to people walking their dogs I was like, <laughs> just like run around the neighborhood like 10 year old me um and I'd run like random community 5ks and stuff and then uh eventually once I got to seventh grade I was doing dance and everything too I love to ski rock climb all that good stuff but when I got to seventh grade I was able to do the middle school cross country and I just kind of fell in love like uh my middle school coach I honestly I gotta give I gotta give it to him he made running really fun in middle school and we'd do do relays every day at practice and he'd put put us on little scavenger hunts stuff like that so I think that helped grow my love of running too um and then once I got to high school obviously a whole new ball game you know training consistently so yeah um freshman year went really well it was I had so much fun training with my teammates it was all super new so I was like just kind of like thrown in with the upperclassmen, um, not knowing too much, but mm-hmm. yeah, just kind of went from there. I mean, there was a lot of struggles, a lot of, a lot of, uh, long workouts. I didn't know what was going on. Um, yeah, some injuries raveled in there, but, yeah. um, eventually it all led me to, uh, college running, which, um, it's a whole new ball game too. It's just, everything's always changing, but you just kind of got to embrace it and take it day by day. But yeah, I mean, 
there's so much to unpack in my high school running career. I honestly don't know if we got time for it all, but <laughs> that'll be yeah. another episode coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that might be a whole other story, a little injury and stuff, but I'm sure we'll get into it with some of the questions that, um, uh, that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I really wanted to point out too, like how just like shout out to uh, Sonia's coach. Um, if you're listening to this right now, you should send it to them <laughs> because I think it's really like such an important thing to like make running fun for kids and not competitive at a young age. Like I yeah. really think that the most successful athletes, like no matter what their sport, it starts from a fun and like internal desire. Like there's all sorts of research and psychology. I always bring psychology in on this podcast. Just yeah. like, <laughs> what it has a lot to do with the parents too. Like if you're yeah. constantly putting pressure on your kid to play yeah. a certain sport, run certain times, like stuff like that, like they're not going to do it. They're not going to love it. It has to come from the kid themselves because at the end of the day, like it's their interest. It's their calling. It's not, it's not the parents, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, and like there's intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. And like all of the research shows that like you are more likely to be successful in something that you are intrinsically motivated to do for your own good, whether than parents, like forcing you to do something that you don't want to. It's just like, it reminds me of like the extreme of like dance moms. Like that's, you yeah. know, that. <laughs> and I mean, there were times in high school, like um, when I was trying to get time for college, like I was super stressed out. I put so much pressure on myself. Like I was just, I was consumed in it and it no longer became fun. I did not enjoy racing. I would get so anxious before all my races. I honestly, I dreaded races because of it. I dreaded every single workout my junior year because I was just so, I ha had put so much pressure on myself that was so unnecessary and it, it made my performance so much worse. Like, um, just even junior cross country season, like I was, I was super fit at the beginning. It just kept kind of getting worse and worse. Cause I was like, just so anxious for every race. I wouldn't even sleep the night before. Oh yeah. That yeah. is so hard. That is so yeah. hard. But it's cause I wasn't, I just put too much pressure on myself. I was enjoying it. So just enjoying the, the sport and not putting too much pressure on yourself will make you do so much better. And it's not easy to do. It's something that is different for a person that you kind of have to figure out but um yeah you just you really have to enjoy what you're doing or else it's not going to be you're not going to be good it's not going to be fun exactly exactly that's like what we were just saying with like the career stuff too like moral of the story is like love what you're doing and it'll it'll all fall into place so yeah, yeah. that's those yeah that's really great advice awesome <laughs> Um, so you have a bit of a story with underfueling you mentioned. Um, so if you could share, a, you know, as little of or as much of your story as you want, um, just kind of the basics and what happened with that. Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, I guess sophomore year, it kind of started. Um, I was taking uh, eight classes. So and there's there was eight years a day. So already that's setting myself up for you know, a lot of stress. That's a um, lot. yeah. So like, just, I didn't have a lot of time and in the, in the mornings, like I just, I wouldn't really be hungry for breakfast. I'd have a little something like a bar or mm -hmm. a smoothie or something random, like, like a piece of toast or whatever. And yeah. so already I was setting myself up for under fueling. And then I just, I thought that to be, um, like a better runner that you had to eat super clean, super healthy. So, um, I mean, I, I wasn't cutting out anything, but like per se as a snack, I would go grab an apple or mm -hmm. uh, carrots and like for a normal person, that's perfectly fine for a snack, but for an athlete and I upped my training a lot my sophomore year because I was getting consistent with running and getting a lot faster and um, that is not a snack as an athlete. You need something to pair it with. You need a, a, a like a full carbohydrate, like fruits and vegetables are great, but that's not a, that's not a carb. It's not easy to digest. You're just going to cause yourself stomach problems. It's not good. Um, you can't be eating salad and stuff all the time. Like that's not, it's not good for your gut. Um, and it's not enough calories overall. If you're not eating enough calories, it will catch up to you, um, whether you're hungry for it or not. So yeah. And I mean, whatever you're doing to your body, however you're feeding it, like your body's super smart. So like I became like, oh, well, I wasn't really hungry for breakfast. So like I would just have something small because like my body got used to it because it was smart. Um, just stuff like that. But over time, it, it will catch up to you. Um, so that's kind of where it all started. But that led me down um, a steep slope very quickly. I got to 
I would say districts of my sophomore year. I was having a lot of foot pain mm-hmm. um, and I didn't really know what it was. Um, so then that quickly turned into a stress reaction, which I knew that was there. And I ran um, the district meet on it and I had had a great race. I made it to States. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm not letting my team down. Like I'm, I'm going to States no matter what. So I swam for that whole week leading up to States and, um, I had a great race at States. Um, but I was running on a stress fracture. Um, adrenaline got me through, but I walked up on that stage with a boot on and immediately I was, I couldn't run anymore for, uh, how many weeks because of it. Um, and then quickly I got plantar fasciitis after that, um, in both feet. So, and that was not healing. Um, and partially I definitely was because of underfueling. Like I wasn't able to absorb all the nutrients. Like I had super low vitamin D. I remember they were in like that, like February, I got tested because my plantar fasciitis was still there and I was in PT and everything for it. And it was just not getting better. And they were like, well, your vitamin D is super low. So like mm-hmm. your bones aren't healing. And I was like, oh, well that makes sense. And I started um, taking vitamin D and stuff like that. And it wasn't until like the end of that April that I was actually able to really start running again. This was COVID year too. So we didn't really have a track season. I tried to do pole vault, but that got shut down after like two weeks. So (laughs) 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 yeah, but so, um, and eventually that all healed and I was able to start, um, running again, but immediately I was, um, getting really bad gut problems and to the point where like every meal my stomach would hurt so bad like I would get so bloated um I'd be like rolling over in pain like I just it was it was terrible and it really affected my mental and my running because um I just had so much stomach pain and it it was not going away um and so this was my junior summer I guess and I just had all sorts of problems because my stomach was in so much pain from previously underfueling unintentionally to, to that. And, um, it just, I couldn't physically eat enough then, you know? So like I, I was to the point where like, it, none of it was in, intentional. It was, it was to the point though, where I couldn't physically eat enough because of how much pain I was in. So mm-hmm. that just made things even worse. Um, I was in uh, doctor's offices, they were like, cause I was losing weight because of it, because I, my stomach was in so much pain and so inflamed. They had actually told me, um, I got a bunch of tests run and they were like, you have a form of, this was months later. They were like, you have a form of colitis or something because all your lining of your cells are inflamed. And I was like, okay. So then they gave me meds for that. And it wasn't working for like the longest time. I was, I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it didn't really get better, I wouldn't say, until um, towards the end of, oh, it was actually, it was my junior year. It was at the end of junior year that it didn't get better. So I was in this terrible gut phase for almost two years. Um, and it caused me a lot of little injuries the whole time. Um, my mental health was affected, uh, just stuff like that, because of only just a short period. It only took a few months of under fueling to cause all of that whole strand of gut problems. Wow. So, um, yeah, so that all happened. And then eventually it, I had tried like a low FODMAP diet. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I've heard of that. Oh yeah. I've been through that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's It, it, It honestly, it did help a lot. Um, like I was barely eating any fiber. Like I'd kind of cut out like like everything from broccoli, Brussels sprouts. I wouldn't even eat apples. Um, yeah, Wait, like, sorry. Okay. The apples, ahead. I remember reading when I did the low FODMAP, though my doctor recommended she gave me this book and it was like, you can have apples that are X amount of days old, but other than that, you can't have overripe apples. So it's like so stupid. It's so restrictive. It's so <laughs> stupid. And like, I was, I was so scared too, to like eat certain foods like dairy. Like I, I, wouldn't even have dairy because I was like oh well that's gonna cause me gut problems but like no that made it so much worse you need dairy in your diet if you're not lactose intolerant or whatever like yeah it's and you're an athlete you need dairy and like I have dairy now every day like I make it I make a conscious effort to have at least dairy at least twice two times a day I eat ice cream almost every night and like 
you know it's 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 fuel it's, it it's energy it's calcium it's good for you and like people can be like oh well she need ice cream every night you're a division one athlete but no no you need it you need the calcium and the calories it's you need sugar is broken down the same way as a piece of bread like it doesn't matter Yes, exactly. I am a huge fan of ice cream every single night. I also do the same thing. I am unfortunately lactose intolerant, but I can have lactose-free ice cream. So that's what I eat. And it's like, it's so good. It's like people, I, okay. Whoever's saying that to you, I'm like, guys, like, listen, please like read any sports nutrition blog you see or any just human nutrition blog in general. Like dessert is good for you. It is good for your soul. It is good for your, like it's energy. Like it's just, it's, yeah. Anyway. Yes. I love it's it. It's so sad though. Like how people yeah. think that. And like, I thought that too, because of like what doctors were telling me, like yeah. doctors were telling me all this stuff. And like, they told me I had a type of colitis and like, I definitely did not have colitis. I had just underfueled and was giving myself so many gut problems that, yeah. that I couldn't physically enough because of it. Um, but yeah, once I, once I healed my gut, my, I remember specifically, it was like, I would go through like these like little flare up periods um, where like every couple of weeks I'd have like one or two weeks that was just like really bad, like constant stomach pain, my junior, like towards the end of like all of my problems. And then I took, um, like a one week break from running uh-huh. and then I just, I never had the same problem again. And so I was finally able to like, um, yeah, just cover. it was, it was really weird. It just kind of all stopped, I guess. And like it, it gotten less and less, like less and less flare ups, but then it um, eventually just healed after that like little break from running. So um, yeah, I'd rec- definitely recommend to anybody struggling like uh, either take a break and eat a lot more like low fiber. Yeah, um, I up my carb intake a lot, just like simple carbs, just a lot of it, and also fat. You can't digest food without fat. You can't absorb nutrients without fat. So um, you definitely like you need fat in your diet. That does not make you fat. And so many people believe that, but it's not true. And like if you can't even eat fiber without fat, like it literally is not going to digest. No, literally. It's like it's so important for your microbiome to have fiber, fat, everything like carbs. If it can't absorb the carbohydrates, like let's say that you're eating just whole grains, which whole grains are great. Right. But they need to be in moderation. Like everything needs to be in moderation. And it's like, and if you can't absorb like your body, like whole grains have fiber and it's great. And it makes you, you know, go to the bathroom and it helps your gut, but like, it doesn't always absorb the same way simple carbs do. And you absorb way more simple carbs than you do the whole grains. And if you can't absorb those simple carbs, your microbiome literally starves. Like it's so like your microbiome, like you have billions of bacteria in your gut and you need those for your mental health, your physical health, your athletic performance. And if you starve your microbiome, you literally are starving your body. Like it's so like, what didn't matter how much I was eating. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So you just like, you know, just all those downstream effects then. Oh yeah. I had so much more too. Um, and it kept going. Like I had healed my gut, but, um, my senior year, this was also partially caused by overtraining for college. Um, I was so burnt out, um, my senior fall, like I could barely make it through like workouts and stuff like that towards like by October, because I had burned myself so out so bad that like August and September, um, and it made my sleep terrible. I had really bad insomnia. Um, and it also caused me a lot of anxiety, um, I, I would have panic attacks all, all the time, just anxiety attacks. Um, I was sleeping maybe four hours a night oh my because God. I was so anxious and my brain was just so overactive because of all the stress of college and running. And, um, I think part of it was honestly caused by like previous gut problems that like yeah. made my hormones shift. And, um, it just caused me a whole bunch of issues. Cause like, obviously if you're, if your gut is all out of whack, then it's going to cause every other um, hormone in your body from melatonin to, um, just regular hormones, um, like estrogen and stuff to be all out of whack. Mm -hmm. So, and that will affect your sleep and your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And I'm so glad that you were able to highlight some of those effects too. Um, just because like, like that is so hard. Like I can't even imagine how, um, how that must have impacted like all areas of your life, especially with college training and going into your senior year and everything like that is like, that is so hard. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad, like you brought up the mental health part too, because like, 
the brain and the gut are connected. And like, you could see those effects like firsthand, like we, those bacteria in our gut, we have all these different nerves in our gut that connect to our brain, especially our biggest one is the vagus nerve. So like, if you ever like have a really bad stomach ache, or if you feel dizzy, this is going to get a little bit graphic, but if you, you know, have a tummy bug and before you throw up or before you have a really big poop, you feel really dizzy or go lightheaded. That is your vagus nerve being pressed with all of the contents of your gut. Yeah. It's so interesting. (laughs) Right. And it's like, and so that is the nerve that's connected in our nervous system right there. So all of these bacteria, they can go through our vagus nerve and transmit all these hormones. And so like serotonin, which is our happy hormone is made in our gut. It's synthesized in our gut. And all of these bacteria, they need to be fed in order to synthesize that serotonin and bring it to our brain. And so if we don't have enough serotonin, we can get really depressed. We can get really, really anxious. And so, and also insomnia, a huge thing, like you said, the melatonin too, like, yeah, not a lot of people talk about insomnia either, but that's a huge effect. And like, it didn't come to me until like a year over a year after, like, well, I guess a year after my gut problems had even ended. Um, and it really affected me for months and months. And I could not get out of the cycle of anxiety and insomnia because it's just like, you have a few bad nights and then it just keeps going. And it's just like a constant cycle of anxiety, insomnia, anxiety, insomnia, like all day long. And so honestly, it did not get better until probably May. Um, and I mean, I had a lot of stuff to go through that, but Mm-hmm. Um, because it had also affected my hormones and like partially this, that, um, is genetic, but they had decided to put me on, um, a birth control uh-huh. to regulate and, um, it, it made everything 10 times worse because, um, I went on that and then I was, I was super tired all the time. Um, and like, I was sort of starting to sleep more again, but it was still, it was still pretty bad. My insomnia mm-hmm. through the winter. And, um, eventually like I had gotten pulmonary embolisms, bilateral pulmonary embolisms because of the birth control, um, in March and that had almost ended my life, um, right there because of gut Mm -hmm. problems and hormonal issues that had started my sophomore year of high school from a few months of underfueling. Like that is how serious underfueling can be. And people don't see that, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And like, it was, it was to the point where like, I, I didn't even know what was going on. I, I couldn't breathe. And I was like, I don't know. So, I mean, I was in the hospital for almost a week, but um, yeah, it was, it was super scary and um, caused me a lot of other issues too, because of it. Like, obviously I had to immediately come off of birth control, but again, like your hormones are just so out of whack after like being at like peak estrogen levels and then just being taken off of it, your body forgets how to produce those hormones again. So again, I was back in the cycle of, okay, well, now my hormones are out of whack. Like at first my melatonin was out of whack. Like I wasn't producing that. And then it was like estrogen and like, I'm still just like, my body's still adjusting to it all and um, learning how to like produce all of those hormones again still. But um, yeah, just a short period of underfueling and bad gut health. That's, that's what it can lead to. And it's super scary. So I just, I don't want people to have to go through that um, because it was a really hard time in my life and high school was really hard because of it. Um, But yeah, it was definitely, definitely tough. Oh, you poor thing. My heart is literally like breaking for you right now. I was, (laughs) I'm like tearing up. Like that is, that's like, that's so sad. And like, I, like, this is like the severity of it. Like you guys, like this was unintentional too, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah, exactly. Cause you were saying, you know, you were like, oh, it's, you know, no big deal. Like I'm just honoring whatever I feel like. And it's like, that's where a lot of it comes from, especially with being a high level athlete. And so like mm-hmm. anybody out there who is struggling, like, please reach out for help because these are the downstream effects and like yeah. pulmonary embolisms. Those are serious. Those are like, yeah. That the doctors said they'd never seen that many in somebody before. They were like, You're lucky to be here. Like, I've never seen somebody with that many chloramazons. And like I I recovered pretty, pretty fast from it too. After I was released from the hospital, they were like, Wow, like I've if you were if you were older, this well, first of all, you probably wouldn't have survived. And second of all, um, if even if you did survive, it would have taken you at least four months to like even go on a jog again but I mean through the grace of God and um being healthy and young I was able to um run again within honestly with less than a month 
Um, and like, cause it had, it had caused me a lot of uh, tissue and nerve damage in my lungs. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't breathe. So that, yeah. that'll cause you some issues and the blood yeah. clots obviously I had to clear out of my lungs, but yeah, it was, it was scary. And I, I really hope that people don't have to go through that same thing. And um, if anybody's ever struggling with gut health or hormone imbalance or just feeling in general, re- please reach out to somebody because even just having, having carrots and apples as snacks when you're in a little bit of underfueling, like that's, that's what it can lead to. And it's so scary to think that. And there's so many young high schoolers who are training at a high level and have no idea how to fuel themselves properly. It's exactly, it's so scary to see this. Like it's especially like, oh my gosh, I could, I could like go on a tangent about this, but it's just like, there are so many people like I'll be at like high school cross country meets, like, like watching my cousin or something, or just like going to like, say hi to my old teammates or whatever. And there'll be moms like yelling at their kids. Like, don't eat that. Like, that's not like what you're supposed to be eating as a runner. And they'll be like, this is how you cause like eating disorders. Like, it's so sad. It's so sad. It's just like, it's ridiculous. And it's just like, they don't see the downstream effects of this and like how bad that must be. And something else is like the pulmonary embolisms. Like you also mentioned, this was like during the COVID year. So like, that must have been happened my senior of high school in March. Oh, that's off. Like, okay. Yeah. And all like, of this started my sophomore year uh, of high school in the fall cross country. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. And so I would be like terrified with COVID and stuff too. Cause that affects your lungs so heavily. So like, imagine if like you got COVID and these pulmonary embolisms, cause your immune system oh, yeah. increased too. And a few, a few weeks after I was released from the hospital, um, my siblings both got the flu and my mom was like, they are not allowed to leave. Like they were not allowed to leave oh. the rooms for like a whole week. <laughs> They're like, Sonia's lungs are not strong enough yet. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's so scary. Mm-hmm. So what would you say that like your primary gut health symptoms were under feeling symptoms were, um, that you noticed that were like really, I mean, you mentioned some of them, but I guess like, what were some of those other symptoms that you noticed? Yeah, I mean, bloating, extreme pain, um, like in my stomach. Um, I mean, this is gross, but constipation. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, everything. Like, I mean, I said it caused my insomnia and anxiety and everything too. So really it just can lead you down a rabbit hole of bad symptoms that you didn't even know were possible. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And you said that it was like really that one week that you took off that really healed everything, right? Kind of. I mean, it definitely helped. It was really weird because like it had been getting like um, slowly better, like yeah. um, some problems. It's not something that just heals overnight. Like it, t- it takes a long time and like the flare-ups had gotten less and less. But I think that like com- week of like, it was actually two weeks completely off. I think that had kind of like, it was like the last bit of what I needed, um, to just like fully recover, um, from my stomach issues. But yeah, um, that was probably what the, just like the last bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh no, that's great. So now, I mean, you are training at a college level, you are went off to college, you're going through all of these changes. So like, how do you maintain your gut health now? Like with everything that you've been through, especially like so recently that's taken years, you know, um, are there like certain foods you eat, supplements you take, um, like rest or just like, what's like your gut health, like maintenance? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it definitely like, it's, it's a conscious effort that you have to put in every single day and it's, it's not easy, but you have to do it or else, I mean, you're going to go right back down that hole, but yeah, I'd say, um, uh, consistency, um, and, doing this over time and eating a lot over time, you have to be eating more than you think, even when you're not hungry, you need to be eating or at least taking in some sort of liquid calories after you work out. But for me, I think what really helped me, um, and still helps me in college is eating super consistently throughout the day. And I'm not talking about like timing or anything like that, but I mean like eating every couple hours, Mm -hmm. something. So like before my run, I'll have, um, like a pre-run snack, whatever, a bar, banana, peanut butter, something like that. And then, um, immediately after pretty much after our workouts, we'll go right to the dining hall. I have a big breakfast, protein, carbs, a little bit of veg, um, all that good stuff. And then 
honestly, I have a small morning snack or liquid calories from um, coffee with whole milk in it or, um, or cream. And then, uh, yeah, a good lunch and afternoon snack, dinner. And then I usually have a big, honestly, another meal at night um, or just like a wow. like ice cream with uh like pretzels with peanut butter or something like that but yeah I like just eating a lot more than you think you have to and being consistent with it um I actually notice um still if I go more than four hours without putting something in my body when I do eat I get super bloated and my stomach will hurt yes that is so real yeah and then it'll cause me to eat less because my stomach hurts so bad so if I'm not consistent um, I know I can lead myself right down that path again. Um, but yeah, I literally have to eat every, every couple hours during the day, especially because at school, like we're, we're training so hard. You're walking around to all your classes. I mean, even just, even just getting to get food, like walking to dining halls and stuff like that, it's all movement. And especially your brain's super active. Like mm-hmm. people, people ask me sometimes like, Oh, how many calories do you eat a day? And like, there's no certain amount. I don't track at all, but all I'll tell you is like, I, I had to track a couple of days and like, it was, it was over 3000 because that is how much fuel it takes to live your life as an athlete and a college student and human being. And, um, it's not easy, but the only way you can do that is through consistency and through a lot of fuel throughout the day. Absolutely. I love everything you just said, because like, that is like, so at like, every single piece of advice that I've heard from like dietitians, from doctors that are trusted, um, (laughs) it's all about eating consistently. And it's so good for your gut health too, because like when you go for longer than four hours, like you said, like your metabolism actually slows down and your digestion Mm -hmm. like slows down and it's like stops. And it's like, it, if you don't put food in your body for four hours, when you put food in, and then it digests so slowly and it tries to convert it. What it's doing is like, you feel overly full when you don't eat for like more than four hours, because your body has this huge lump of food in there and it's trying to store it up instead of use it for energy because it thinks you're going to go another like four or five hours without eating. And so it's like, no, I get super full. If if I go more than four hours, my stomach will start to like, it goes from like, Oh, I'm like, I'm hungry to like, like really just like, it gets like bubbly and like just bloated and like that's not even with any food in it yet then when I put food in it it's like well what's going on and then I'll have then my stomach where it's so bad and like when when that happens like I, I honestly get a little mad at myself I'm like you should have had a snack you should have had something you know like that's why I always carry snacks with me yeah um and it's super important to always be prepared like that because if you're not I mean I know I'm just gonna cause myself even more issues and like it's hard being especially like when you're traveling or with family like because I mean normal people don't need that much food um but like athletes like especially like I need food every couple hours so <laughs> people are like like we just ate lunch I'm like I don't care I need a snack like I'm not gonna make it to dinner yeah 100% no I love that you brought that up because like the comments from like family members or like non-athletes they're always like oh my gosh like you just eat so much I'm like well yeah I mean we're going out to dinner soon I'm like okay like that that we'll probably won't even get our food for another like two hours like I need so I need like a meal right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally oh that is so awesome I I love that it's like also especially like I don't know if you know this or if you have like grandparents still around but like my grandparents are especially attuned to it they'll be like oh my gosh like you eat so much and I'll be like yeah it is like so funny like their culture like way back then like in the I don't even know like the 40s 50s it was just like everybody was like obsessed with like eating as little as possible so now that they're seeing like still are it's so toxic I know I'm like people think it's over and it's like no it's not it's like transgenerational (laughs) no I how many girls I know who don't eat breakfast or a single thing until like 2 p.m. I'm like you are messing up your body so much and like like working out too like you can't recover I one thing I've noticed that's the biggest thing for me since I've like healed my gut and been training like at even at a division one level training the amount that I do every week I am rarely even sore like lifting like heavy that I'll get a little sore from that but like from workouts and stuff because of how well I'm feeling myself if you're feeling really well you're not really going to get that sore Yes. I love that. I love that you said that. That's so true. So if like people are, if you're feeling sore, whatever, like 
try and looking at your nutrition and how many overall calories you're intaking. Cause at the end of the day, your overall calories are going to mean way more than your macros or whatever. Like you just need to be eating enough and like just trying to get in some sort of protein carb at every meal. That's the main points that you need. Yeah. 100%. No, that is so, I love the way that you just like put that because I feel like people make it so complicated. Like, Oh, you need the perfect, like four to one carb to protein ratio after a workout. It's just like, no, just like no. find carbs and protein. It's, like you just need simple, simple foods. Honestly, that's what also helped me too. I'll mention, um, just mm-hmm. eating more simple, like doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to fill your plate with a bunch of veggies and fancy random things and superfoods. Like you just need food. You just need calories. You, and like even this weekend I was at a retreat and, um, I didn't know what I was going to be eating. I didn't know what it was, but like, I mean, I was, I just had to work with you got, you got to go with the flow and just make sure they're eating enough in general, because that's what matters the most at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you like manage learning how to feel as a first year college student in the dining hall? Like, how did you start to navigate the dining halls? Was that challenging for you? Um, A little bit. Yeah. It was a lot of trial and error. I'm not going to lie. The first couple of weeks I did have some stomach pain, um, just because I didn't really know what a lot of stuff was. And I was like, I'm just going to try this tonight. And like, it was like some weird, yeah, like bowl or like, I, I can't eat spicy food. It messes me up so much. Um, yeah, but like it, it's just, it just wasn't what I was used to yet uh, after like, you know, what I was eating at home, yeah. but you just super fast and your body is so smart. It will adapt to whatever you're doing. Um, but yeah, like I just tried to focus on eating pretty simple stuff like breakfast. I can always count on an omelet and some sort of carb pair to that, whether that's French yeah. toast, pancake, bagel, potatoes, whatever it is. Um, and then yeah, lunch, like we have this really good place called butterfly cafe and like you can easily get in protein, carb, veggie, fat there. Um, yeah. And then dinner, I just, it was kind of whatever, kind of whatever they're serving. Um, or if I go to like another place, like you can like pick out whatever you want for your meal, but yeah, it definitely took some trial and error, but I'd say at at the beginning, just try to stick to more simple foods and, um, what your body knows. Yeah, no, that's great. Yes. So then you're not overeating on this, like foods that might make your stomach hurt. Yes. 100%. No, those, that's great advice because so many people going to college their first time, they, I mean, I did, like I struggled in the dining halls and it's like scary, but like, you're like, Oh my gosh, there's so many options. Like what's going to hurt my stomach. What's not like, what's going to fuel me. And then you're just like, Oh, just like choose the simple stuff. And like, it's comes down to that. So yeah, great advice. Um, so how do you manage your gut health now? Like running? So like, I know a lot of people complain, you know, like, uh, that if they eat certain things before they run, like it hurts their stomach or like, do you notice that like running aggravates it? Are there things that you put in place to like, make sure that you don't have a stomach ache when you're running? Oh yeah. Um, so for me eating a lot the night before, uh, really helped me because Uh like we have, well, at least in the fall semester, we had practice really early in the morning. Like when you're having practice at 6, 15, 6, 30, 7am in the morning, like for me, at least I could not digest a meal before that like I would be in so much pain if I tried to do that so at night I would make sure to eat like a big snack before bed and people can be like oh you shouldn't eat like two to three hours before bed but like no that's not true you're actually gonna sleep worse if you're not eating before bed because then your metabolism you're gonna be hungry like you need to do what works best for you um and I hate that stigma of like you can't eat before bed it's terrible it's so bad. I hate it. I literally eat a snack before bed every single night and I'm like, nothing ever happens. And it's amazing yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll recover even better at night too. So I think that's super important. But yeah, um, in the morning, I'll usually just top off those glycogen stores with um, yeah. something simple, something just carb, pretty much just carbs. Um, yeah. A lot of times they'll just banana, peanut butter, peanut butter crackers, um, hunt, like waffles, you know, whatever honestly just pretzels sometimes that's all I can handle but yeah just uh really simple carbohydrates before running and then after I more focus on getting a protein in a larger meal yeah that's great I mean I feel like for gut issues and stuff like honestly morning running is so much better for that just because like you don't have everything in your stomach yet for the day and so like sometimes if you like eat something in the afternoon and then you go for a run that like aggravates it like if you eat like 
a bowl and it has like sweet potatoes or something like sometimes sweet potatoes they can upset your stomach because they have like certain seasonings or whatever so I feel like it's so simple like in the morning it can be like hard to figure out but at the same time it's like that's usually a time for like simple stuff and then afterward you can focus on like okay I need to get in my protein and fats and stuff yeah, so, yeah. oh also one more thing yeah. um but I'll say definitely helped with my gut health mm-hmm. was not having coffee on an empty stomach Yes, queen. We do not drink coffee. It's on really stomach. acidic and um, your body does not like that. So to anybody out there having coffee on an empty stomach, please don't do that. Um, it's only going to cause even more gut problems. Um, yeah, I definitely just stick with carbs and water before running or some sort of energy drink or, or like, I mean, like Gatorade, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like don't, don't have the, like if it works for you. Okay. But like, um, if you're having it with like something small carb before running, but like, I, I can't drink coffee before I run. It's too acidic. Yep. For sure. No, that's really good advice. Like 100% preach. It also spikes your cortisol levels. So like your yep. stress goes so high and like, you don't want to do that. It messes up with your hormones. It like makes your body think that you're about to fight something. And it's just like, it puts your body into like fight or flight mode. And so like Holly fueled nutrition, who I just did a podcast with, um, a few weeks ago, she like her episode, I think was, it was like two weeks ago. She just did a whole episode on this, like drink water and food or drink water and eat food before coffee. And it's like, she goes into like the science of it and it's so interesting. Yeah. So. I actually, um, I like to have coffee kind of like late morning or <laughs> early afternoon. It really works better for my body. Like I'll kind of, um, I'm so lucky at school because Starbucks is like included in my meal plan. Um, it's like a magic meal, or whatever, but I get seven of those a week. So I, <laughs> and you can get up to like a Trenta, but um, it's, it's so nice. But yeah, like I will get that at like, or like after my morning class or something, like after my 1040s, it'll probably be like close to lunchtime or whatever. Or sometimes I'll like get it with lunch or because they have like in the dining hall and stuff like that. But yeah, like I really, I don't really drink coffee super early in the morning um, because I just, I I don't feel good if I do. And then I'll have a crash um, in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good. I honestly, I love the mid-morning coffee, the early afternoon coffee. It's just like, it helps you get through that afternoon slump. So especially when, exactly. you're, especially when you're up really early. Yeah, exactly. We're 615 practice. Dang. Yeah. 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 Definitely need some coffee those days. <laughs> maybe, yeah, also, maybe a little more than a little coffee. Maybe like a, a venti cold brew. <laughs> really? Oh, for real. I know we had those too. When I was in track at, um, college it would be like 6 15 a.m everyone would be rolling up it was like in the dead of winter too and so it's just like the worst and I was like yeah plus it's something exciting that I'd be like on my own Ooh, when am I gonna get today exactly (laughs) oh that's awesome that's awesome so you would say I guess like for anybody there who's like dealing with gut health or under fueling or anything your biggest advice would to be you know like eat enough eat consistently um also, don't drink coffee in an empty stomach. Is there yeah, any simple, like- simple foods, trial yep. and error. Um, for sure. Yeah. And like lower fiber too, and higher fat and carbs. Yeah. I would say that definitely too. Like if you're having stomach issues, you got to lower the fiber because it's just at the end of the day, like you need fiber in your diet, but you don't need to be eating salad every meal. You don't have to eat a plate of vegetables every single time. Like that's not going to cause like even today, like I, I was just going on, I was like before training, like I had a, a breakfast sandwich because like, and potatoes on the side, like instead of maybe vegetables or whatever, because like I, I knew I was going to be training and that when I have sit well. Exactly. No, that's fantastic. And yeah, that, was that the one that was on your story this morning? <laughs> yes, it looks so yummy. <laughs> I like actually like save that. I was like, that looks like such a busting combo. I'm like, I need to make that on Dave's oh, Killer yeah. Bread. Breakfast it's- sandwiches for the win. They're so good. So- you can never go wrong with a breakfast sandwich. And a little, little yeah. co- like college life hack for you. If you ever just don't know what to get in the dining hall for breakfast, just get some eggs at somewhere. Like, I don't know if they make them for you or if they're just like the, even just like the, the eggs that come in like the big pot that they like make. Like just put it on a bagel with some cheese or bacon or whatever and you're good to go <laughs> so good I love it are you back at college now or are you still at home for break no I'm leaving on Saturday 
Okay. Fun, fun. Yeah, Love it. Yeah. yeah. We're recording over Christmas break right now. So <laughs> I know I go back tomorrow. So I'm like all packing my stuff, but I'm like, Oh, I should get my, um, my breakfast sandwich stuff. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and also speaking of college, so we kind of talked about your transition, I guess, like with like your gut health and everything, but how did you like manage your mental health in the transition to college? Cause so many people struggle their first semesters of college with their mental health and like being like oh my gosh I'm alone for the first time like what is like what is life like what's the meaning of life what am I destined to do like how did how did you navigate that (laughs) it's a lot of change um but honestly I love college like I I love it like it's so much better than high school I love the freedom of it and just like having less classes in a day I think is really helpful um for me at least but uh yeah the the transition you just gotta honestly like give yourself some grace because um it's gonna be a lot you're gonna feel a little stressed at times but I'd say getting good sleep is a really big one um and just kind of saying no sometimes like you're always gonna people who want to um hang out with you at night or whatever but like I really had to be like sometimes this semester like especially pretty much during the week I had to be like no I gotta go like I gotta leave at nine um and like that was pretty much my cutoff time during the whole week but I having good sleep definitely helps a lot um Mm -hmm. and uh just having a good support group too like put yourself with the right people people who are supporting you people um yeah that kind of thing and I also think my faith helped me a lot to get through this first semester I was just surrounded by some some really great people and um uh really great um group within my faith too like we had a fellowship of christian athletes every monday night and that was super super fun and going to church with friends on sunday just kind of grounded me for the week um but yeah i I definitely say to find the right people get good sleep and uh be consistent and give yourself some grace yeah that's fantastic advice and i i highlight all of that agree to all of that really finding your like finding your niche and finding your group is so important in college and like it's not easy and people are gonna struggle but um just being a good person and um trusting uh your gut on the right people (laughs) (laughs) good pun (laughs) uh yeah that uh you'll be put in the right place god's got your back Absolutely. I I love that. And like, everybody's in the same boat too. Everybody's anxious. Everybody's like trying to figure out their ways. Like, I mean, there will, it's so rare that you're going to be like, Hey, what's your name? And someone's like, don't talk to me. Like, I've never met somebody like that. I mean, yeah. yeah. And you can kind of feel the vibe from people too, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Just, just feel the vibe of the room. If it's a good vibe, stay. If it's a bad vibe, just, just get out, just leave. (laughs) You're like, Oh, I, I gotta go to bed. (laughs) For real. You'll know, you'll know right away if they're like, oh, have like, you know, or they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. your, your gut will feel the vibe, guys. If you oh, yeah. have a healthy gut. <laughs> That's so cool. And do you like running in college? Like, what do you like? What do you like about it? What's been hard about it? What are your goals for your running in college? Yeah, um, running's been super good. I just love running with a, a team. Like I had that my like freshman, sophomore year of high school, but um two of my really good friends uh graduated so I was kind of kind of left yeah. <laughs> left there yeah. um so that was really hard my last years of high school but um yeah I'd say definitely it's it's a lot of training it's a lot more than I was used to but your body adapts and if you're feeling it correctly and getting uh sleep your your body's gonna um thank you and you're gonna be able to get through it um it's a lot but I have noticed over the past few months that my fitness has gotten so much better and I struggled with low iron pretty pretty badly um at the beginning of the year like I could barely get through workouts I thought I was gonna pass out but then I started taking iron when I got to school and over the time like I just kept getting better and better and better and feeling better and um I was actually able to run at regionals this year so that was huge um and I'm just so grateful that I was able to do that and get there by the end of the season because my iron was better and my um my feeling was good and my sleep was back. Um, but yeah, it was probably as far as goals go, I don't really have any like um, super like concrete, like whatever times or places, but I mean, I definitely like to go to conference. Um, that's a big goal of mine. Um, yeah. And I'd like to PR and all my events. I mean, I guess I've never run the 1500 or 3k, but <laughs> I'd like to like to do, do some big things. Yeah. I'm excited. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I totally believe in you. You have such a bright future in your athletics and your career and everything. So <laughs> that is, that's awesome. And you're going to set automatic PRs this season, right? In the 1500 and 3K. So oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'll do like the little converter miles, but like, oh, what is 1500 <laughs> PR for like a 1600? <laughs> right. Oh, that's so good. I know. I love those calculators. Like, I'm like, okay, what could I do? Like, what yeah. does my Garmin say? And your Garmin is, my Garmin is so inaccurate. It'll tell me like the worst times I could run. I'm like, what in the my world? My Strava PRs are like, yeah, like three minute mile. I'm like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> so in my dreams. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Maybe uh, if I was an Olympian, but... <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. Um, so you did, I mean, you mentioned that you just started your social media too. And again, her page is awesome. So if you're not following it already, please go follow it. And I will link that below. Um, but what do you hope the future to see like the future of your Instagram going your social media platform and what do you hope to promote? Yeah. Um, I, I'm so grateful that, um, uh, I was able to start this platform. Uh, I think it's, it's cool because my account, it's not specific, like super specific to anything. It's not super specific to like just food or just training or just faith. It's like kind of a bit of everything and just daily life. And like, I just want to be real with people and um, show people that like, it's, it's okay not to be okay sometimes. Um, yeah. But like, you got to keep moving forward. Um, and you just got to do your best at the end of the day. And um yeah, I just wanted to kind of share a lot of the knowledge that I've that I've learned over the years because there there's so much to unpack and just little things, fun fun reels and stuff like that. It's an easy way to kind of um, share with people some of what I've been through. But I think um, it's important for people to learn all this stuff about uh, sleep, training, hormones, faith, gut health, training, just all of the above. Um, so I just kind of want to give a little piece of that and to people and again um uh please reach out if you if you need anything uh yeah my dms are open oh that's awesome yeah her page is so cool and i just i can't wait to see where it goes too like like i said her editing skills are already amazing and she's <laughs> had it for just a little bit so just just wait y'all <laughs> yeah that's super cool um so you gave some really great advice today to just so many different people who may be feeling like, you know, they're struggling with their gut health or feeling or whatever. Um, what advice, I guess, would you give for those who maybe are injured or maybe they feel like they're kind of stuck or some of those who a lot of people have been DMing me recently and asking me to start talking on my podcast, like, oh, I don't feel fast enough to be a runner. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask that question to now every single one of my guests, like what advice, like if they're a runner, would you give to those who don't, who think they're not fast enough to be a runner or who are injured? Yeah. I mean, well, as far as not being fast enough, I really think that um, there is no speed that you need to be. I think just as long as you're doing it, you're a runner. If you like to run, you're a runner. Um, and that's, that's the basis of it all. And just believing in yourself, like if you enjoy it, then you're not going to really be asking yourself those self-doubt questions, because at the end of the day, that's, that's all that insecurity and self-doubt. And if you are in good mental space, um, you're not really going to have too much of that self-doubt and you just got to trust in yourself and trust in God and, um, know that, um, you are a runner if you run. (laughs) even if you're not running or if you're injured you're still a runner it's not there's no you don't need to label yourself with times or anything like as long as you're having fun and it's you like the feeling of running and you're just having a good time or maybe it's just a social thing for you or just an escape um you're a runner and there's there's no need to stress about that um as far as injuries uh wait what was your question about injuries oh yeah just like what's your advice for athletes who are injured (laughs) oh um I guess just trust the process and um just honestly if you're injured and like you just are struggling I'd say definitely reach out to people um good connections are always great and just kind of focusing on what you can do if that's even if that's literally just lifting some weights with your upper body or something like that um just focus on what you can do and less on what you can't do um and really be kind to yourself and um, be good about your mental health and just that kind of thing. But yeah, I think being around good people, supportive people is really helpful too. 
Yeah, no, that is fantastic advice for both. Um, I love that focusing on what you can do is such a helpful thing when you're injured because it really just like, it helps you like be grateful and stuff for everything. And also for the speed thing, like, yeah, like running a mile is the same distance, whether it's a 13 minute mile or a three minute mile that Strava says you can do. It's like, so no, it's just as long as you're enjoying it, just got to enjoy the process. Exactly. I love that. I feel like that's been like such a good theme throughout this, like throughout this episode has just been like, love what you do. Like trust yourself, trust your body, trust your gut (laughs) and feed it too. So that's great. So I asked this to every one of my guests. So for a fun closing question, what is your favorite breakfast food and go-to morning routine? Oh, breakfast food. Um, I honestly, I got to go with omelets. I love making fun omelets, like just putting those random stuff in it. Like some people, my, my parents will look at me and be like, why are you putting like leftover stuffing in your omelet? <laughs> I love that. It's good. <laughs> um and cottage cheese I am cottage cheese obsessed so anybody out there who's never had cottage cheese I highly recommend um yeah it was it's really good (laughs) sweet or savory however you put it sometimes I put it on top of my omelets uh, which sounds really weird but I I love cottage cheese there's nothing I can say that's kind of like my little fun fact but um morning routine was the other thing you asked oh yeah yeah morning routine (laughs) um I guess I mean, I love to do, to run in the morning um, yep. and get good coffee, honestly. Yep. <laughs> uh, good coffee is the foundation for a good day. Good coffee and a good run. That's, that's my morning routine right there. <laughs> there should be like t-shirts that say, because I'm literally the same. Like I always run in the morning and I'll have my coffee in the morning. And it's like afterwards, like there should be t-shirts that are like good run, good coffee, good vibes for the rest of the day. Uh, yeah yeah you just gotta vibe that's that's my best advice honestly just vibe ride the wave and vibe start a brand let's start a brand just vibe just vibe I should (laughs) literally (laughs) oh that is so awesome well thank you so much for coming on today Sonia and again I will link all of her social media below and everything and so you can reach out to her if you want to connect but again she has really awesome content and shares really really great stuff so and also if any of you are struggling with gut health or anything like that just always reach out to a professional and get some help for your feeling or gut health and always remember that you are so loved and thank you, Sonia. Yeah, of course. Have a great day.